the new way everyone is getting their cell service. No overage penalties, great rates, keep what you do not use, no contracts, and someone will actually pick up the phone when you need support. Use our link and get $25 off your first month's service or your new phone. Just go to tech-zen.tv slash ting to save $25. Hello, welcome to Let's Make It, episode number 27. And I'm here again tonight with Bob. From Good evening. Uh, how's it going, Bob? It's going good. So, anything exciting happening down your way? Uh, yeah, there's a few exciting things, but uh, uh, trying to stay out of trouble and keep busy and doing all right. Staying out of trouble, that's hard sometimes, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> all right. It's just the degree of trouble that I stay in. Right, right. So, we have a little bit of a, a, a weird show tonight. Actually, it's not weird, it's just different. Um, we're going to do something with the Raspberry Pi, and uh, we're doing this because we have a couple things on the way we want to wait till we get. Uh, before we go start talking about them. So we're going to, we've always said we want to do some Raspberry Pi stuff, so tonight we're going to do some Raspberry Pi things. Uh, but before we get there, I do want to remind you that if you're watching us on our old YouTube channel, which you'll know if you are, if you haven't moved, uh, then you need to go to our new YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash nuts. It's new because all of our shows are going to this new channel. Uh, the old channel is not going to go away. It's just gonna, not going to get any more videos. I think we have two more weeks left until um, we move over. So if you look at the lower third, you see the address down there for youtube.com slash TV. So just a reminder. Uh, I'll remind you again before we get done with the show. I, I also want to remind everybody that uh, we do record the show live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday night. Uh, you can come watch us live. You can get in the chat room, ask us questions, talk with us. Uh, we'd love to have uh, some feedback uh, live if possible. We've been getting some great feedback this week, especially um, from people. Uh, let's see, Bob, you saw that e feedback, right? Yeah, I did. That was very good feedback. It was um, a good comment, yeah. Yeah, so we love the feedback, and um, and the, as far as where you'd like us to go, more in-depth, less in-depth, et cetera. Um, I had a comment. It wasn't as a story about this show. or It could have been. I don't remember. That uh, we had some audio, low-level audio, so I tried fixing that this week as well. So those kind of comments, um, we definitely appreciate those kind of comments. Most definitely appreciate them. But if you can watch us live, we'd love to have you come in and watch us live and chat us in the chat room. Uh, be interactive in that way as well. But if you can't, you're busy or whatever, you know, emails are, are great too. All right. So this week we're going to install XBMC and let's give a little bit of a history on XBMC. XBMC is, um, it's, it was Xbox Media Center. Now I don't, can't say I've ever seen it on an Xbox. Have you ever seen it on Xbox, Bob? No, I have not. All I've, I've seen it on uh, the Linux distributions, but I've never actually seen it on an Xbox. Yeah, and I can't say everything. I mean, I know that's where, where it was originally, and I somebody told me that Boxy came from that as well. Um, I can't haven't been able to confirm that, but somebody said Boxy came from XBMC or something, or, or was a that I don't original designer, you know, or what it was necessarily, but. Um, so anyways, XBMC is a media player. So if you've heard of the Roku or Apple TV, uh, it's very similar to um, to those. It's open source and it's free. So if you, all you need is something to install it on. And tonight I'm going to install it on a Raspberry Pi. So the Raspberry Pi, um, if you have one, you know it's very flexible. It uh, basically takes an SD card as a drive, as a hard drive. And... Um, 
you can pretty much put anything you want. There's tons of different distro, distros on it. And somebody took the time and took a distro and installed XBMC. So your only cost involved to do this is the Raspberry Pi and an SD card. Now, the SD card has to be an 8 gigabyte, and I would recommend a fast, faster one. I actually went out to Radio Shack, and they had on sale for like $9 an 8 gigabyte Ultra HD um, from SanDisk, which works perfectly. Uh, so I actually picked up two of them for for nine bucks a piece. So that actually was a great deal. Um, but what I've done is because the installation takes a while, I have pre-recorded a video and I'm gonna walk through it because um, there's no audio on it and I sped it up. So basically it took like 25 minutes and you'll see when, when I'm doing the, when I'm playing the video that I actually have time code at the bottom to show you how long it's taking and that I'm running it like 500, 500% the normal speed just to get it through it. And it's still eight minutes long while I'm, as I walk, as we walk through it. And I'll talk over a little bit as well, uh, kind of explaining, because I noticed some things during installation that concerned me, but it didn't seem to matter because it, when I got uh, it installed, it worked perfectly fine. And then in our second half of the show, I'm going to actually walk through some of the interface and show you, you know, what all it can do. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm gonna go ahead and hit uh, play on the video. So this is, uh, we're starting out here and I'm just showing you the page where you downloaded from. And you can just search on Google for XBMC Raspberry Pi and you take into this wiki. I think it's the first thing that comes up in, in Google. And it's uh, RESPBMC.com, I believe. And uh, you basically go to download and there's instructions. There's instructions for Windows, instructions for Mac. I'm doing it on a Mac, but the Windows instructions are just as easy to follow as um, they are on a Mac. So uh, I show you here going into download for the Windows, basically downloads a real small EXE. And all the EXE does is it downloads a very small image and puts it on your SD card, but it walks you through step by step. And then um, now I'm going back and I'm going to show you how to do it on a Mac. And this instructions are basically the same for Mac or Linux, with the exception of the first command. So I'm going to basically just highlight the command they give you for Mac. And I'm going to open a command box. And all I'm going to do is paste that command into the command box and run it. And that quickly, it downloaded what it needed. And now all I'm going to do is run the second command, which copies everything over to the SD drive. And you gotta run this as root, so you need to do sudo. Um, if you're if you read on, a, on the Linux box, you don't have to, but on a Mac, you typically need to use sudo. But you run the command, and the reason you need sudo is because you're writing to, you're actually gonna format the drive, the, uh, a, the flash drive. So that's why you need to put in uh, root access. But basically after you put in the root password, it's gonna confirm that you definitely wanna destroy the, the drive. And also wants to confirm that you um, agree to licensing terms. Then it asks you for what disk it is. So you type in the disk name that shows you right there on the screen. You see the seven gigabyte uh, disk drive, 7.95. And while I type in the disk, again, it's going to confirm and I'm going to confirm, yes, I definitely want to do this. And then it's going to ask if, if I want to do the advanced tools. And I'm going to tell it no. Um, I'm not sure what the advanced tools are, but I didn't seem to need them. Um, but you can see how fast it's basically copying that over. And yeah, here it is in advanced tools, no. And okay. We're done. So at this point, I'm actually going to take the um, the flash drive out of the Mac. And if you're on Unix or Mac, make sure you dismount it first. 
Um, and if you're on a PC, you just do the safe eject. Uh, that way the file system doesn't get corrupted that you just created. And at this point, we just take this drive out and we're going to go over and put it into a Raspberry Pi. In a second here, I'm going to move over to the Raspberry Pi and you're going to see um, what it does on the Raspberry Pi. So um, the Raspberry Pi needs to be connected to the internet before you get started. So here you see the Raspberry Pi is booting and uh, you can see the clock at the bottom. We're already counting up. We're already past five minutes. So we're cranking along. It's still booting. Um, but after it gets connected to the internet, it's going to download all the pieces and it's going to jump into a graphical interface. And I don't know if the blue looks funny to you, the blue, but that's just part of the speed up process, the interlacing of the speed up process. But you see on the screen, it's downloading the files. It's giving you some instructions and it's bouncing through different things really quickly. And like I said, this process takes um, about 25 minutes. I did it twice. I did it once before I recorded, so I knew what was going to happen. And I kind of knew well, you know, what to prepare for. And it seemed like it went a little bit faster the second time. It was uh, it was still on one of the new drives. I reformed, I pulled another, um, I got two drives, or two cards from Radio Shack, and I got the second one out and did it. So it wasn't you know, brand new. So I got so the exact experience you're going to get. But you see, it just it's downloading basically the root file system, and then it's going to uncompress it, and then it's going to reboot, and then it's going to go through, and it's going to download a little bit more and reboot. It's going to do this a couple times, and it's all automated at this point. At this point, I basically set the recorder and just to record, and uh, at the end of it, I just went in and edited and ran it, you know, 500%, uh, the video 500%, just to make it so it was shorter, because otherwise I'd be sitting here for 25 minutes talking about watching the screen. So you can see we're already over past the 12 minute mark and now it's into, and it's downloading. Uh, can't read that, but it looks like it's uh, still part of the root file system is downloading. And it really truly is a, a, a pretty much a hands-off. As long as it has internet access and can get an IP address automatically from DHCP, uh, it's pretty much a plug in and go. Now, at some point here, I can't remember if it's this step or the next step, I think I get some errors. And they go by really fast, and they concern me when I first got it the first time I did this, but in the end, it was fine. So um, I got them again on the second load, and it, everything was fine. And after I get this loaded, we're, we'll go through some things in the second segment where I've downloaded a lot of things to it, right, just to play with it. I played with it for a good hour and a half after I got it loaded just to see what all I could do. There it goes. All right, now it's installing. I couldn't read it one by too fast. So you see, it's going to keep doing this. It's kind of like watching a Linux or you know, regular Linux download. Uh, it's definitely a lot faster because it's a lot smaller operating system. The one thing to note is it's doing this all over the internet. Um, unlike uh, Raspbian when you download it. Okay, there's the errors. See how fast they went by. All right, so here you see it's starting to boot into to, um, the Raspberry Pi. And it kind of reminds you of Raspbian with the big R that comes up. Anyways, my, um, if you download Raspbian, you typically download the whole image, and you put it on the SD card, and then you expand it after you get on the SD card. And I'm not sure why they do it this way. They basically are downloading everything over over the Internet, and um, which is fine as long as you have an Internet connection. Um, this media center wouldn't have to be on the internet to work. You can, you know, you can do other things locally on your network that are not necessarily over the internet. 
Um, it can do AirPlay. It can do all kinds of neat things, you know, that like the Apple TV can do and your and your Roku can do. Now, there's definitely not as many apps for this as there is the Roku. Um, if you go down through some of the things you can install, it looks like it's installing it um, on like an, you know, a Unix operating system, like an Android operating system, very similar. If you watch it install down at the bottom, it, it looks like, you know, almost like you think you're in Android at some point. And here we go again, we boot it again. And this might be our final boot. Because we're already at 26 minutes and counting. Sure is nice when you're watching it fast, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, <laughs> wasn't our final boot back on the blue, the blue funky screen. When I sped this up, the interlacing looks really weird. Well, this is one of those installs. You get it started and then you go get yourself a snack. I went and got a drink and came back down and started answering emails. I'm like, hey, it's done already. <laughs> there you go. I didn't realize it was 30 minutes that fast. So here, here we are at uh, 29, almost 30 minutes. It was very much a painless install. I was a little concerned and I started reading instructions like it can't be that easy. And it actually was, it was that easy. Well, I've put on a couple different uh, distributions of, uh, you know, for on, I've got a couple different uh, SD cards for my Pi and they've all been fairly, fairly easy to install. I've been real impressed. Yeah, they do a good job in installing. Sometimes you install Unix stuff and it's, it's difficult, but um, you know, it's getting less and less like that. Okay, here we go. We're booting up. All right, there we boot it up. So let's see. My video is probably going to end here in a second, I would think. Okay, well, when it comes up, it's going to ask you what language you want it in. I didn't go through that that process to show to show all that stuff. So, okay, so that was the very fast 32-minute install of uh, XBMC. So um, we're kind of in the middle here. I'm going to, before we go into the next segment, I'm going to uh, kind of take a little break in the middle. Um, and I want to talk about uh, a few other things. Again, just a reminder about the YouTube, you know, um, we've been asking for feedback and we've been getting some good feedback. So uh, we want to definitely uh, keep that up. Uh, this week we got a, a really nice email um, and I can't remember, do you remember who the, what his name was? Mm, not offhand, but I have my email up and I can find it real quick. It was from Eric. That's right, Eric. And he had a very nice email, long too, which yep. was very good. Which was which was really good. Very yep. it's, very descriptive. It's nice to see all this all the detail and ideas and so yeah, Eric sent us a really good email. So thank you, Eric. Yeah, and uh, definitely keep those up. We we love getting the the feedback. It's very very helpful to us. So as I mentioned, we're kind of in this weird state where. Um, trying to think of something to do even frame for next week we have some things that are coming that probably won't be here for two weeks i would guess about um yeah that, uh, that's what i'm expecting the the first bit of hardware that i'm waiting on is probably two weeks away yeah that's what i'm thinking too so um i'm thinking maybe next week we do how to design pc maybe we t see if we can talk about fritzing see if like, they care if we do or not i'm sure they probably yeah, won't. That'd be, 
That'd be good. That's a good prototyping tool to get people started on. Has a little some little quirks in it, but I mean it's a it's a free tool and kind of inexpensive. It's inexpensive and and it's I mean it, it's not going to do a complex project, but for a small simple project, it it works very well. Right. So maybe next week we can play on doing fritzing. Talk about that. Give us another week to get our hardware in. That'd be good. All right. So. Um, this again is uh we're talking about episode twenty seven. We're recording this on the eighth of July in two thousand thirteen. Uh, put on XBMC on a Raspberry Pi. Um, as we mentioned before, we're going to the one YouTube. But we're also going to one Twitter. So if you've been following us on the Twitter for um, let's make it. We're going to start using just the Texan TV Twitter. It seems like it's easier to get people to follow one than it is to follow multiple. Uh, that's been going out on Twitter. If you've been watching the Twitter, just a kind of a reminder about that as well. I don't really have anything in the middle of the program here to to break it up with without going into the next section. And the next section, I pretty much want to go ahead and show you the interface. Now, before I do that, let me show you this. This is the remote. <laughs> this is uh, not really remote. Nothing came with it, obviously. But I use this on a computer that I, it's a touchscreen. I hardly ever have to use the keyboard. So I unplugged the USB controller, and this basically has a mouse and a keyboard, and I plugged the USB into the Raspberry Pi. So this is how I'm going to control the media center. This would, this would be a great keyboard for media center. It's only like 30 bucks or something like that. Um, I can't remember who, who makes it. I didn't even say who makes it. <laughs> it's it's that, that generic. So but you'll see me controlling it, controlling it with this. So that's what I'm going to be controlling it with. But let's um, hop over to that. So right now you see it's in screensaver mode. And I'm going to uh, basically press enter to get it out. So you'll see I have a mouse, which you don't have to use a mouse if you want, don't want to. You can just use the arrow keys. Like right now I'm using the arrow keys. And uh, you see the main menu right here. And I've gone through and set up, like if I want to see what the weather is here, see the clock at the top. Um, it's going to come up and it's going to give me the weather. Now it does some weird things. Like it says that two there and then I'll go away in a second. And just, that's like the default or something. Cause it's not 25 degrees Celsius here. So there it is 77 degrees, um, here in clear skies. That's nice there. <laughs> yeah. It's a little humid. Oh, what does it say what the humidity is on the, yeah, it does. It's 69%. Um, so it's a little sticky outside. So, um, weather set up. Let's see, we go in. If you have pictures, you can do a couple different things with pictures. I'm going to show you some of the other apps. I'm going to go in and look at them here. No, it didn't. So right here you can go in and you can add. Basically, you can add in um, most of the, the photo services you can add into here as a source. Let me go in here and can... Actually, it's a little hard to read for me here. Oh, I guess I do I have to do a plug-in. So I'm going to go through plugins in a little bit, and you'll see how to add the plugins. You can do, you know, directories and stuff as well. You can put it on a thumb drive. Um, with videos, I have in here, well, maybe it doesn't remember all my stuff from last night. I had all my videos from my, from my Mac via Apple, via iTunes. It was in here. And let me, when I get to the, the settings over here, we'll see what it has. Oh, wait, what was that? Oh, it's add. Okay. And music's the same way. It probably doesn't have that if it lost my iTunes. So 
but it has other ones in here. So there, there is um, podcasts from iTunes. There you have uh, books should be free, and these are all things you can install. You have uh, Last FM. This is Radio Audio, uh, the Twit Network, and I can come down here and I can pick out other ones as well to include. And you can come down here and you can see all these different things you can add. You see some of them in here that I already had, but there's a bunch of them you can pick from. Uh, quite a list of things you can pick from, actually, uh, to get audio, live radio, things like that. It's in here as well. So you can add all these things in here and, you know, get audio from any of the streaming services. And we go back. So it allows you to install some programs, and there's games for this as well. You can play games on it. I haven't tried that yet, but I saw the games that were out here. So I've installed Facebook, which I haven't set it up. IRC Chat, which was in, which was automatically installed by Twit when I installed their Twit client, because you can chat inside their client. Uh, this is a game called NetWalk. This is um, Settings. It's like an extra app for the uh, RBMC. There's a ROM, so if you want to play games like the old Atari games, you can play the ROMs in here. Now we're talking my yeah. time. Yeah, and that's me too. Actually, I like the ROMs from the video uh, games. Galaga was like my first, my favorite game growing up was Galaga or Galaxia or Galaga, I think. Yep. And I have that ROM somewhere. I haven't played it for a while now. Uh, there is a web viewer. This is something that I'm going to play with because this is a uh, voice over IP that works with asterisks, and I use asterisks here, so I'm going to play with it and see what all it does. I don't know what all, how it all works, but again, you can come down here and you can do more. And if you press uh, Enter, you'll come back. It'll come back with a list of um, all the different programs that you can install. And you see, there's tons of them in here, so I'm not going to go through them all. But it, there's you can write, write your own, or you can just download somebody else's. There is a developer's kit you can get for it. See the audio mixer. There's backups. Um, there's all kinds of things you can get. There's the one I just installed. There's a game. There's another game. Uh, I think that's something with um, album art, maybe. I think. Anyway, you can see there's a ton of stuff you can put on here. It's not, like I said, it's not as much stuff as you'd find on a Roku, but this is free. So it's... Roku is not free, although Roku is not that expensive, but it's, it's not free either. And then in system settings, there's a bunch of options in system settings. Uh, you can change the appearance. I have not changed the appearance. I just looked at what was in here, but you can change the skin. And there was a ton of choices for skins. But you can also see, you can change, here's the theme. So you can change your theme around from different skins. So it is flexible, and you can create your own skins. I saw on how to create your own skins, and it doesn't look like it's that difficult uh, to, be able to create, create your own skins as well. Then uh, you can do all your video settings. If you have an IR device, now I haven't tried this, and I don't know how it works with the Raspberry Pi, but it can it can control like your cable TV box. So that's what this little user that's to set up for cable TV or direct TV, whatever. You can control through this device uh, your TV. There's your different music settings. 
uh, your picture settings, uh, the weather settings. Um, this is the add-ons that like we have gone through, just showing you different add-ons. This is like a master add-ons list right here. And then the different services. And this is like a, it's a web interface to it as well. And it's owned by default. So um, I haven't looked at the web interface to know if it's safe or not, but it does support uh, UPnP. Uh, the web server, again, is owned by default. And then there's some remote control settings here as well. It does support some different remote controls, which none of them I have, so I couldn't really check them out to see what they were what they were like. And then there's ZeroConf, which allows you, this is how you can go in and add your iTunes. Um, let me see if it finds it for me here. Well, it doesn't seem like it wants to do it, which could be my iTunes isn't working either. It also supports AirPlay, and I again, this didn't store because I had this turned on. So now I should be able to see it on my AirPlay devices. Let me see if it actually does show up. Uh, well, it hasn't yet. And then there is also Samba. I guess you can go directly into a PC. So if you have a PC that has all your music on it or your pictures on it, you can configure it there as well. So it's it's a pretty full-featured free for a free system. Um, if you do a lot with internet radio or podcasting, this you can definitely um, use something like this. Like I use a Roku. So it's right next to my desk all the time. That and, and a... Google TV. All right, hang on a second. Where did all my stuff go? Let's go in one of these apps here real quick. Won't be able to hear it, but you'll be able to see the interface that it has. Well, maybe we won't. I could be having internet problems. This is the disadvantage of doing a live show. Sometimes it is, but it's it, part of the fun of it as well. But All it's right. part of the fun. That's right. Yep. Makes right. things interesting. So there's, it finally came up, different shows. Let's see. Oh, this is a short show. Let's go look at some of these. And I'm, I'm wondering sometimes if it's the pie that's slow. Um, it was slow for a little bit last night when it first came up, but then it was fine. So I didn't know if it was the pie or the internet, but maybe it's the pie itself. Well, compared to a modern computer, it is it is slow, but you know, for what you're getting for. 35 bucks, it's it's very powerful. Right. If you're not trying to do graphics work, it's not too bad, probably. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I might have crashed it. Oops. 
Yep. That's great for a live show. That is great. <laughs> That's fun. No, I don't think I did. Maybe I did crash it. I can't read what the words say on it. Well, let's see here. I just told it to reboot. Let's see what it does. Not even doing that. Well, that could be the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so I can. This is this is where you edit out the end of the show. Oh, I won't edit it out. This is the fun part of the show. Yeah. Actually, leaving this stuff in. This is what happens when you play with electronics. Let me um, real quickly here see if I can power cycle it. I didn't have to power cycle. It came back up. All right. Well, so much for stability. <laughs> so I guess I guess what we should say is it's a it's an interesting thing to run on a Raspberry Pi. It's an easy install if you want an inexpensive media player. Um, you have to play with it to figure out. I did listen to radio on it for a while yesterday, and it worked fine. Um, but I didn't really go in and play any of the videos like I was trying to do. So maybe that's where the problem comes in. Well, yeah, see, it lost all my stuff. So it's obviously some quirks with it yet. I wonder if if it has a has a problem with a program, it removes it. Yeah, because it removed the, the whole twit thing altogether, and even the audio. Let's see what if I run one of these, what happens? Oh. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Well, all I can say is try it. It's free. <laughs> That's probably the best thing I can say. Um, I was listening to um, audio on it for at least an hour yesterday without any problem. But it's kind of funny because it just crashed. And when it crashed, it took out audio and a bunch of other media stuff too. So That's surprising. Yeah. Some of the other distros for uh, for the Pi have been... I've been able to watch videos. Not with this one, but some of the... Uh, but some of the other ones have played videos without any trouble. 
Yeah, I don't know if it was the video was the problem as much as maybe the app that I was running was the problem. I don't know. Could be. It's hard to say. Because um, I hadn't tried the Twit app before, but I was... Um, I did play the audio app, and I, I had pictures and music from um, from my iTunes, and I even I think I even played a video from my iTunes, um, and I did an AirPlay. Oh, I got AirPlay to show up. I never tried it, you know, to actually go to it. So um, I wonder if actually that's up now too. No, I still don't see an AirPlay. So maybe that doesn't work yet either. Anyways, still an interesting show. Failure is always interesting to me. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, sometimes overcoming failure is the whole path to success. So Right. And actually, if somebody has, has done this and gotten it to work uh, and gotten past these issues or have found the issues and you know, found workarounds for it, you know, let us know. We can stick that in the show notes. Um, that's always helpful for other people as well. That's the whole idea of the show is, you know, yeah. help all the people out. So, all right. So let's see. Is there anything else for this week? I think that's it for, for this week. Yep. And uh, next week, what we'll plan on doing? Well, let me contact Raspian, or not Raspian, but uh, yeah, Fritzing, and see if they're okay with us talking about it, but I think they probably would be. I would think so. Yeah, I don't think they have an issue, but I don't want to do it without their permission. So, I we'll, agree. We'll be, show, we'll be showing it live on the air. I want to make sure they're cool with that. That's all. Yeah. All right. So, again, just a reminder, we record this every Monday night at 9 p.m., uh, live, even with failures, we record it live. Actually, the failures are some are some of the fun. Uh, That's right, it is. Uh, this isn't the first failure we've had by any means. We've had you know, quite a few actually, <laughs> and probably won't be the last one. It definitely won't be the last one. Yeah, definitely not. So, uh, but we'd love to have you come and uh, chat with us live. That'd be great. And the feedback we've been getting, we're we're loving the feedback. So just keep it up. Um, feedback at any time and. Uh, we've asked before about the depth you want us to go into and with stuff. Again, this keeps letting us know um, we're getting different feedback on that as well. So that's that's always great uh, to get that feedback. And I think we will do little tidbits here and there uh, in more in-depth. Right, yeah. Uh, that was one of the things on the that, feedback this week was to do something more in-depth, like maybe a complete project from beginning to end. Um, and there's some of that coming up, I think, with some of the things that I'm, I'm making on other, for other things. We can probably do that. Right. Maybe I'll record videos in the process of doing it, you know, the whole thing. So that'd be a good fill in for that. All, All right. right. All right. Well, thanks, Bob. Thanks, everybody. We'll see y'all. Thank you. Next week. Good night. Night. For show notes for this show, contacts, and more, go to the TexN.tv website where you can get show notes for all of our shows. We love to hear from our viewers and listeners. We have an email, a Twitter, and a phone number where you can contact us for each show. For details, visit the TechZen.tv website and get the show details. You can also make a video and upload it somewhere like YouTube or Vimeo and then just send us a link. You never know, you may see your video in a future show. You can get all of our shows delivered automatically to your favorite device by going to your favorite podcast website like iTunes and subscribing. Each of our shows also has a YouTube channel you can subscribe to to get regular updates. Our shows are also available on most internet radio networks, like Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. You can also watch and listen to our shows on Xbox, TiVo, and Roku. You can even find us on your Zoom.